0: hello
1: so uh yeah you you actually sound like pretty g- so you're on the earbuds now or
0: yeah just like the earpod things that came with the iphone
1: yeah okay that sounds way better than i thought it would so <laughs> yeah because i like the game of thrones podcast i do now the guy i do it with had a one of those Logi- logitech or logitech i don't know how you guys call them i say uh, logitech <laughs> Uh, yeah, I said Logitech too. Yeah, so, uh, had one of those, and it, yeah, I could hear like everything basically. Yeah, so give me fifteen seconds to set stuff up. Okay, I have to close everything from before. We we ran late like we always do was, yeah, we had a guest on. He's a actually he's a feature film director from Slovenia. So oh wow. So yeah, we just yeah we, we were trying to do a forty five minute podcast and it never works out. Just, yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, thanks for doing this, by the way. Hey, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Yeah, because uh, the 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 excuses were poor. Let's <laughs> let's put it like that. Yeah, the, <laughs> the excuses did not like. I I when I read them, I just said Meh. That that was the response basically. I just yeah. I knew I'd have to convince you somehow. So uh,
0: thanks for thanks for talking me into
1: it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we're gonna we're gonna start basically. Okay. This is it. This is how it starts with me. I, I don't have a uh, what you call it, like uh, a formatted thing. I do at the start. I don't know. I don't even have intro music. And Nothing that's music. By, yeah, that's by design. I hate intro music. So uh, okay, yeah. So the, the first question is, uh, who are you and what do you do?
0: Well, my name is Chris Gonzalez. Uh, I live in Oklahoma in the United States, and uh, I write for a website called Unretrofied.com and uh, also for another site that's called Tools and Toys, which is run by Sean Blanc, who you probably know. Um, I write about basically all the stuff that interests me. So it could be technology, uh, stuff about design or photography, Um Gadgets or apps, that kind of thing. Just stuff. Just stuff that I'm interested in. I like, you know, I'll review some apps here and there, or talk about um, just kind of like whatever technology news is going on that that I think is kind of cool. Uh, but I don't really do the uh, Daring Fireball or the Loop type stuff where I talk about, you know, all of the little politics that go on behind the scenes. Just, <laughs> I, I just don't care about that stuff, so I don't really get into it.
1: Yeah, well, I, that was actually my next question because that—that's why I like your site because uh, yeah. you, you just have you know seriously the, it's going to be flattery now so just roll with it but <laughs> I'll accept it. <laughs> no, that, that's actually why I like your site because there's no none of the whole Apple rumors stuff and all of that. You, you do mention it here and there, but it's mostly just stuff you actually have where, where you have something to write about. And mm-hmm. so, how much of a conscious decision was that?
0: Well, it really just came after reading those kinds of sites for a long time, and you know i've at some point or another I've probably subscribed to all of them and uh, um, over the years i've I've probably dropped a lot of those subscriptions just because i just I just don't care and I'm not really interested in the speculations too much I'm excited when things are announced, but i don't um, I don't really. I just don't think rumors are really that you know worth all the time and effort people spend on them and all of the news tricks that they try to pull just to kind of get page views and things like that. Just it's just not really that interesting to me. I'm I'm kind of more interested in uh, the stories that people have uh, for why they use certain apps or you know what what works for them. I'm, I'm more interested in kind of just how people use technology, not so much what companies are doing all the time. You know, I I you know like I I have a preference for Apple products and things like that, but I don't. I'm not you know freaking out about their stock prices or anything every day it's just it's just not a concern for me
1: yeah because that that's how your site feels to me because uh the magazine i write for is a monthly so it kind of has that vibe you know just there's sort of a selection process i guess you go through and that that recent post you did like uh the stock and flow post Yes, yes. So, yeah. Yeah, th- talk more about that because that's that's one of those things where it's kind of hard to put into words the the way you said you li- you'd like to do your site.
0: Yeah, um basically it's it's kind of just it was me trying to sort of work through my own um, the the way I the way I do my own link posts and things like that. Um, I, I kind of feel bad. I don't know if anyone even cares as they read the site, but, uh, I kind of feel bad if I just do like 10 link posts in a row without writing much, uh, of anything of value of my own. So <laughs> I, I try to, you know, throw some, some longer form stuff in there, but, uh, it's, it's kind of just, I, as I think I mentioned in the article, um, Sean Blanc talked about, you know, years ago about how, the, the, you, you write, you do those link posts just to kind of keep people um, up, up to date on what you're thinking about and what what you're reading. But it's not; it shouldn't be like the focus of the site. Um, I mean, I guess the, it works for the loop. They that's basically what they do is link out all the time. But um, I prefer reading uh, stories that the actual you know the person who owns the website writes. And uh, I would hope that that people tra- you know that translates to other people reading my site. I would hope that they want to just read what I have to say about something, and not just every little thing that I see that I think is all right. You know, I I can do that stuff on Twitter if I have to, and uh, I feel like that's a better venue for that. But um, so I, I try not to constantly do link posts. You know, it's uh, doing doing the long form stuff. Maybe it just shows that I'm not <laughs> just being lazy all the time because it's easy <laughs> to do that. It's, just, it's easy to throw together a link post and just you know put two sentences together about a thing. So I try not to just always do that. And at, at that point, it's just a matter of what I feel is worth sharing on the site itself versus something on Twitter. Like Twitter's a good place for me to be silly and share goofy things if I think they're funny. But uh, for the site, I feel like I should try to share things that are, I guess, more pertinent to what the site is about. So I guess I guess that's kind of what I was getting at. I was just just trying to f- figure out, like, what's the best way to do it without being off putting to readers.
1: Yeah, because it can get off-putting really fast. Yeah, if the link posts just keep coming and there's nothing there, basically. Right. But I I wanted to ask you because that kind of ties into the whole RSS RSS thing since Google Reader. He's supposedly going away forever and whatever. <laughs> uh, That's like, going up pretty so, quickly, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm getting scared because I'm on, uh, I have an Android phone and I'm using Press, this app that just uses it, uh, the Google reader for the sync. Mm-hmm. And yep. they, they're saying there's an alternative coming, but you know, I'm getting nervous now. <laughs>
0: <'Cause> what, <laughs> I, it's, I've uh, seen that app and it's, it, it looks really nice, but I haven't actually tried
1: it. Oh, that is probably that's one of those apps where Android actually looks better than anything on iOS. Uh-huh. It's one of the few apps that is actually look better looking.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, than it's, iOS stuff. It's, it's gorgeous. It's probably even better looking than uh, Reader. The, the one I use on
1: iPhone. Yeah, that, that's what what I heard. That's why, why I even bought it because I just used the Google Reader app for a long time, and then so people just kept mentioning Press, and I just said, Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I'll buy it. And then yeah, I'm not looking back basically. <laughs> no, but the reason I wanted to ask about RSS is because RSS to me it seems like it's best suited to sites like yours where. You know, the, the posts aren't like there's not 17 posts every day, you know, right. and maybe there, a day goes by when nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So I, ju- I just wanted to ask you, how do you see RSS and then the site you have? Like, do you like people to subscribe or to visit the site or what are your feelings on that?
0: Well, a lot of people will talk about how they think RSS is dead and that Twitter is a um, is a better place to catch up on stuff. But I'm I'm still a big believer in RSS. Um, I mean, maybe that's just an old timey way of thinking about it. But uh, it's I I feel like Twitter just moves so quickly, and it's really easy to miss things. I mean, even as even when I get on Twitter nowadays, if, if there's been like over a hundred posts or something since the last time I checked it, I don't really like to go back and scan through every single thing. Uh, You know, I just I just want to be caught up in whatever's happening in the moment. So there's there's a good chance I miss I would miss a lot of stuff that way. So I think RSS is good for that. um, Just because typically the pace is slower. Um, Usually the RSS app that you're using, uh, or even the Google Reader client, you know, while while it exists, um, (laughs) is a good place to read stuff. I think Um, I don't usually click through to people's actual sites unless I just kind of like the design of it. So I if people, if people want to read my site, I mean, I've got a Twitter feed for the site if people want that, and that's great. Um, but if they want to read through RSS without visiting me, that's that's perfectly fine with me. Um, I do like the way my site looks, so maybe I, if people want to click <laughs> through just to look at it, that's cool too. But uh yeah, I, I mean, I love RSS, and I, I plan on sticking with it for a while, even after a reader goes away. Um, hopefully, one of these other guys that are coming up will be a, a better choice. And uh, I haven't really picked one just yet. Uh, I mean, I'll probably still be using that reader app on my phone, but, uh, it'll be using a different backend sync. Uh, yeah, but
1: you're lucky because you, you already have Fitbin because I think Fitbin was, uh, that's a, a service that I think charges like 20 bucks a year. And um, I think reader supports it now.
0: Yes, I believe so. I haven't, yeah. I don't know that. It, I've, I've signed up for so many of these things recently. I can't even remember which ones I've paid for. I know I've got <laughs> – I've paid for the uh, News Blur, I think. Feedbin. Uh, mm-hmm. um, there was another one that just came out, uh, Feed Wrangler. I have not tried that. That's the one I have not tried yet, but I've heard it's good.
1: Yeah. I, I had to write an article for like uh, Google Reader Alternatives basically. Yeah. So I had to shy them all out.
0: Which one did and, you like?
1: Well, I, I actually liked Feedbin and – the The reason why was because I had to pay for it, so there's you know some longevity there. I hope, <laughs> <laughs> and it was really basic. So if like if press decided that feedbin was was one of the options, I'd be set. That'd be fine for me. And the uh, the old reader was kind of cool. If you just want, because uh, I actually spend a lot of time in the uh, Google Reader uh, web view. Mm-hmm. So like the that's old what, reader kind of my
0: time too when I'm at work on my uh, yeah. on the Windows machine that's that's what I use all day long and it's it's perfectly fine for me. Yeah,
1: that that's that that's where the the old reader kind of made made more sense to me because it kind of has that reader feel and you basically don't miss anything. But they were swamped anyway when they announced it. Like all of these services just buckled basically. Oh yeah, because everybody was just signing up like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So so yeah. My recommendation was Feedbin if you want to pay, and if it's free, just the old reader. That was basically it. That's why I think I wrote at the end of my piece. So I think <laughs> I, I think
0: Feedbin was the one I was kind of leaning towards. I just hadn't really settled on it. I was kind of putting it off until closer to July when the th- <laughs> when it's all supposed to happen. Because <laughs> you never know which companies might spring up out of nowhere, and you know. That kind of stuff at the last minute. Uh, that's probably when I'll be making my decision. Is like at the very last minute.
1: Yeah, when you won't be able to log into Google Reader. Basically, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'll, I won't be able to log in. I'll do a little crying, and I'll switch over to uh, to something else. <laughs>
1: Uh Oh, you gave me a great segue there where you mentioned the design of your site, and I love it by the way because it's minimal, and I like stuff like that anyway. But yeah, um, I
0: really like that
1: too. <laughs> so, so um, how how much of like how much of of, a, like, of thought you put into that? Like, you know, because it seems like you actually took care of everything. It wasn't just like a default theme that you kind of mangled a little, but it kind of seems. I just want to know because you seem to have like an affinity for like nice things, like well designed things. So. How was it when you decided on, like, the font for your site and stuff like that? What was that process like?
0: Well, it did start. I mean, it's a Squarespace site, so they all start with a a template somewhere. And Mm -hmm. um, once I had kind of settled on how I wanted things laid out, which was, in my case, was a single column, which is what I've got now, um, it really was just experimenting a whole lot um, with, you know, going into the... um, the CSS and, and editing all of the, uh, the little things. Um, it, I tried to, uh, I think, I think the uh, typefaces on there have changed like <laughs> at least two dozen times, you know, I just, I've never, I'm never, I feel like I'm never really finished with it, but the way it is right now is you know, I'm pretty happy with. Um, I didn't, I didn't used to have a, uh, uh, I used to, well, I used to have a sans serif, uh, typeface everywhere. Cause I thought that looked Nice and modern. And then I realized I just, when I, when I'm actually reading other people's sites, I prefer, uh, serifs. So I switched over to that. I, I play, I like, uh, big fonts because my eyesight is terrible. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, so that, oh, it's just because of your eyesight, you just like the big, uh, fonts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I just, and it, plus it just kind of looks nice. The way it looks now, um, kind of makes me think of kind of like an old school magazine or newspaper type, you know, design which, uh, which is kind of appealing to me. So I, I, it was really just a lot of experimentation. And, and plus the the particular, uh, template that I have going on right now, um, there's a lot of stuff that I had to go in and change through the CSS to make it all work. Right. And that's, that's, you know, the, the I guess that's kind of how I taught myself a little bit of CSS. I mean, I'm not good at CSS by any stretch, but I just kind of had to, once I kind of figured out the little things that I wanted to make, right. Uh, you know, I did a little research and, and now I've got a bit, a bit of a CSS file that um, it's got a lot of little tweaks in there. Yeah, I mean it's just just experimenting, really, doing a little research here and there to just kind of figure out what I hated and what I liked, and eventually I settled on what I've got now. And I'm I, I'm I don't plan on changing it again for a while, but it's <laughs> you never know.
1: Oh, you'll, you'll change it again. Yeah, I'm the the same way because I'm by no means a programmer, but I know a little HTML and CSS and then I just tweak stuff and then stuff breaks and then it's like uh, an evening goes by before I fix stuff. Yeah.
0: I've I've broken the site several times trying to, (laughs) trying to fix things, but I think it's, I think it happens to be at times no one's really looking at it. So thankfully no one's ever, you know, emailed me like, what, what the hell is happening? (laughs)
1: But. Uh, I've just had one uh, occurrence like that when it uh, just didn't work. And then, and it wasn't my fault that time. So mm. yeah. So basically I haven't broken it on purpose yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So didn't just, I want to talk to you about, uh, like why, why do you like to write? Cause the last, uh, last week I talked to Mike Hurley and he's a radio guy. He's just an audio guy basically at right. heart. So why, why aren't you that since I had to convince you to do this, <laughs> so, for, almost force you. So why are you a writer? well i
0: that's a good question um I haven't really been much of one throughout the rest of my life. I mean, like going through school, I kind of hated any any writing assignments that were handed to me but i I've always got things on my mind that I'd like to get out and writing I've discovered in the last few years is just it's just a good way to get that stuff out of my system anything i feel like I've got to say about a subject um i'm I'm not much of a natural speaker, so I just when I can, I, I like to write. Um, I find that it's, I find that it's easy to write. I mean, some people seem to struggle with it. And sometimes I come up against like a writer's block type thing, or I can't think of something, but once I get going, it's just words just kind of come to me a lot easier than when, than when I'm speaking. So, and it's, and I like it because I can, if I have to go back and fix something, that's super easy. Like I can't turn back time and fix the stuff I just said out loud two seconds ago. So um, <laughs> writing just, I don't know. I just, I just, it just feels more comfortable to me. Um, it's uh, kind of cathartic where yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to explain really. It's just, it just feels good. You know, I just, I just like getting my words out. Um, I like the process of it. I like going back and fixing the little things and tweaking until it's just exactly what I wanted to say. And I, I kind of, enjoy storytelling a little bit. So if I have, feel like I've some, got something to say and I get to write something, you know, long form about it, it just, I just, I just, you know, I'm proud of that kind of stuff when I'm done. So, um, I guess the all those writing assignments I hated in school were just, maybe just, just because it was stuff that didn't interest me. And, uh, now that I've found stuff that I, I'm interested in writing about, it's become a lot more fun and I, I spend a lot of time doing
1: it. So uh, when you mentioned the, the process, which, you know, everybody, has their own, <laughs> but like, what, what does that entail for you for like a long form post on your site? Like how, how, how does it begin? And then the sort, sort of progresses until it's online.
0: Well, usually the way it starts is with the uh, drafts app on iOS and the one that, you know, uh, Federico Vettici writes about a lot in Mac stories and a lot of the people, you know, they have all these workflows they do with it. But, uh, for me, it's, it's just a great scratch pad because I, I can just open it up. Uh, it's super quick and I can just, like I've got, sometimes like an idea will just come to me and I just, I just need to write it down real quick before I lose it because I, I will forget. (laughs) I just, I I have a terrible memory, so I'll lose things all the time. So what I do is I open this app, um, just jot it down and I've got a little action that will send it straight to Evernote onto a list of post ideas that I've come up with that I just, you know, I just kind of go through and, as inspiration strikes, or if I look at that list and I think of something to add to one of those posts, I just, you know, start up a document. Usually when I'm actually writing an article, I'll do it in the uh, ByWord app that's also on iOS. So, um, you know, I'll, I might glance at the list and never know, think of something to write about from one of those titles that I came up with, go back into ByWord, uh, actually start putting something together, and uh, and it's all synced through Dropbox. So, uh if if I stop if reach a stopping point on my iPad at home or something, and then the next day I'm at work, I'm on my Windows seven machine there, but everything's in Dropbox, so I can open up an app there, uh which nowadays I'm using Notepad Plus Plus on Windows. So I can just open it up there, uh just keep writing, save it and you know, go back and forth for some indeterminate amount of time until it's all done or i feel like i just i'm just ready to get rid of it and then i and then i just go onto squarespace and publish it so i don't i don't usually um do a whole lot of composing on the actual squarespace you know back-end editor That i just kind of copy everything in there at the last second you know put the tags on that i want or whatever and then and then just publish it right away as soon as i feel like i'm ready <laughs>
1: But like when you write on iOS, you don't use the on-screen keyboard, right? I mean, you have some Bluetooth thing, I, I'm imagining.
0: Well, I did, I did used to, uh, uh just use the on-screen keyboard and it, it worked, it was okay. But, uh, I did get one of those, um, uh, Logitech Bluetooth keyboards. I've actually got my iPad in it right now.
1: Oh, and the one you reviewed. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, we we had that at the magazine. I tried it. Yeah, that's pre- that's a pretty awesome keyboard, basically. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I love
0: yeah. Tech, Ultra thin Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah, and it's it's been really great. I I love this thing. So it I mean, because I've always I've always been a, a pretty good typist, and uh, um, I just using the on-screen keyboard is okay. But I, I mean, I it's kind of like hunting and pecking at the keys, where with the physical keyboard i could just fly through the stuff and it's it's as someone who uh, gets frustrated if i can't get a thought out of my head fast enough it's it's a lot better to do it this way than before i can just write really super quick get my, my crappy first draft out just you know spit it all out onto the on the screen and then and then go back and look at it all later but at least it's you know at least it's out of my system really quick that way
1: why no uh clicky keyboard then since you, you know, you do write for the side that Sean Blanc writes for, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, I, I'd expect he, he, that's mandated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he, uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure if, if, uh, if he could force me to use a keyboard like that, he would, because I know he's a big evangelist for clicky keyboards, but, uh, it's, I don't know, it's just this, this thing is, um, it's, I mean, it's kind of clicky, really. It's, it's good enough for me. It's, if there was one that I would upgrade to beyond this, it would just be like the uh, Apple Wireless one. That's, I don't, I don't really get uh, too geeky about keyboards. I just want one that feels comfortable and and I can write well on it. And uh, uh, like, I could just use a cheap like Dell keyboard that comes with. The package with any tower or whatever and it's it's not a huge deal <laughs> and maybe that's maybe maybe uh sean would vomit if i said that to him but
1: <laughs> yeah i'm i'm the opposite because i have a clicky keyboard mm-hmm. and like my dream is to own a model m the ibm ones the old oh, okay. ones yeah yeah that'd be a, a friend of mine actually got one at a uh it's not even a garage sale. It's like, it's next to a junkyard. There's a guy who just collects electronics, kind of cleans them up and sells them for like, he, I think he got a Model M, a working Model M. Wow. All of the switches work for two euros. I am not joking. Wow. That's insane.
0: I've seen people pay a lot of money for a model M, So that's, that's I know. Really
1: impressive. <laughs> yeah. Cause he just had like, like there was a section at that store or whatever it was called keyboards. <laughs> it was like a bunch of, you know, crappy genius stuff for like two bucks. You can get them. Right. Yeah. And, and then the, the model M and they were all two euros. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's a, that like, is an amazing
0: deal. Even I, I mean, I'm not a keyboard guy, but I, I know that that's a good deal. So yeah. that's really
1: cool. Uh, let's talk about tools and toys and how, how you got involved in that and what, like, explain to people what that is. Okay.
0: So tools and toys is, uh, um, well, if you don't know who Sean Blanc is, he's the guy that writes SeanBlanc.net. And, uh, he's a guy, he's pretty big in the Apple blogging community, uh, runs his site full time, but he has this side business called tools and (laughs) toys where, um, each day, uh, throughout the week, we, we post multiple, you know, uh, just just things that we think are are cool that people might want to check out. So it could be uh, an a cool app that we came across. Um, it could be clicky keyboards. It could be um, uh, iPhone cases. It could be all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's there's if you go back to the history on the site is uh, toolsandtoys.net, you can go back there and, and look through a bunch of stuff that we've posted. And um, the way the way that I got involved with it was, I, th- I believe it was just after the new year this year. Uh, back in January, maybe like a week or two in, and I got an email from Sean one day saying that he had been reading my site for a while and appreciated what I was doing. Um I, I believe his words were that my site seemed uh, driven or focused, and um he wanted to offer me a position on the site where I just post, like, all I have to do is post one thing a day, Monday through Friday, maybe Saturday sometimes, Um although the other guy that I work with on there, Stephen Hackett, who runs... 512 pixels.net. Mm-hmm. Um, he typically will do something on Saturday, so I, I don't worry about it too much, but, uh, um, I was super excited about that opportunity to get, I mean, well, I, that email came out of the blue. Like I hadn't had a whole lot of correspondence with Sean before, except when I'd emailed him a few times in the past to get advice about something w- regarding my site. And I guess maybe that's mm-hmm. how he found out about the site. I, I guess, I guess he subscribed at some point after that and, and liked it enough that he, uh, wanted to offer me a job there. And that's so not, I, I was uh, obviously I took it. I was like, man, this is amazing. I've been reading Sean's site for so many years and I've been such a big fan. So yeah, I'm still amazed now to think about it. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of Steven's work too. They're both guys that I consider to be like a list, big names. And I'm just some, I'm just some guy. And, uh, <laughs> and to get the opportunity was so cool. So I, I, uh, I went for it. And so I've, I've been doing it for the last several months um, haven't missed too many days, you know, except when I was on vacation and wasn't feeling so great, which I think I talked about on that keyboard review. But, uh, I, I mean, it's been going well. Um, Sean has given me a lot of feedback saying that, I, you know, tell me what, what I could use some improvement on or, or what I've done well. And, and I've learned, actually learned quite a lot. I think actually it's influenced, um, the way that I write on, on, on Retrified. Cause it's, um, you know, when I, when I started on Tools and Toys, I was, a little too prone to just basically write a novel about the thing that I was, <laughs> that I was linking to. So he, uh, he kind of instilled the idea of cutting things down just to like the core, the the core ideas and, and that kind of thing has uh, stuck with me. So I've been learning a lot and it's been a lot of fun. I've come across a lot of cool things. Um, some that I've posted, some I haven't, but I just come across a lot more cool stuff now, which is a, a funny little side effect. So um, I think that's actually what led me to buying this uh, iPad keyboard eventually because I'm pretty sure Tools and Toys is where I heard about it first. And it's it's just been a great experience so far. I love it.
1: Well, how do you guys decide what to put on Tools and Toys? How does that process work? Because I'm guessing Sean's sort of the editor of the site, I guess. But
0: Well, he, how- he will jump in from time to time, um, but he mostly leaves it to Stephen and I. And, he, and Stephen and I don't even really collaborate a whole lot. Um, we may... Work together a bit more as the site grows, but uh, um, we pretty much are, are left to uh, do our own thing unless we screw something up real bad. And uh, I, I just have to keep an eye on things that come through my RSS or things that people other people link to out on the internet. If I come across a cool thing, I just make sure to bookmark it for later. So I've got a, a list of things, you know, in case there's a rainy day and I don't have anything to talk about. I can always go back and be like, oh yeah, this was a cool thing. I can just write about that real quick. So it's, it's, it's basically just, um, it's not necessarily something that we, that we're trying to sell to anybody, cause it's not like we're making any of these products, it's just stuff that we think is, is worth sharing. So um, as long as we think other people, and, and there is kind of a certain audience that we're, that we're aiming for, you know, like the, the people who are into, uh, design stuff or app development or gadgets, like those are kind of our, that's kind of our core, audience so anything that might appeal to those people is, is kind of what we aim for it could we could li- technically post just about anything we want but it's not like we're gonna go on one day and post something about my little ponies it's just it's just it's, that way. So it's just it's just something that uh just something we're kind of left to our own devices and so far it's worked out well but every now and then you know uh even sean will like email me sometimes and be like hey i found this cool thing if you want to add it to your queue sometime and then I just get around to it whenever I can. It's not, it's not like a very strict environment. It's really cool. I really enjoy that.
1: So, what do you consider? Like, what's your criteria when choosing stuff for the tools and toys? Like your personal criteria. I know like the design and well-designed stuff, but you know, there's got to be some elements that you kind of look for and stuff. Or,
0: um, well, let's see. It's it's kind of I don't know. It's it's just kind of something I I feel out um, when I'm looking at something. I I just kind of it's really hard to describe. It's just kind of something. It's I I either feel it right away or I don't. You know, if if I if I think that it will appeal to the people that read the site, then I I kind of I mean it it has to be something I think is cool too. That's I think that's the first thing. And then if I think that 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 translates to the people reading the site, hopefully, then I will. I'll you know I'll write about it. But it's um. It, like if it's an app, it it sh- I I feel like it should be well designed. Um, it needs to offer some kind of functionality that um, maybe they ha- haven't covered a billion times uh, on the site before. Something new, kind of fresh. Um, I try not to post about any items that aren't current, at least somewhat current. Like I'm not going to go and post some keyboard that's two years old if there's something that's better that you know just a bit newer. So something that, something that's current, uh, well designed or beautiful even. Sometimes, sometimes the items on there are very simple, but they're just, they're just really nice. I mean, like there was the, I think I posted a thing yesterday that was a bamboo, uh, uh, caddy that you just put, you can put your phone in it and your keys in a pen or whatever. It's like, it's real simple, but it, it just looks really nice. And I thought that was worth posting about. I don't know. It's just kind of, just kind of, you just kind of, just kind of feel it out. It's just sort of what, what feels natural.
1: Yeah, well, you have an eye, and then that's pretty much it. It's mostly gut instinct, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I
0: mean, it's—I uh, don't—I try not to think about it too hard. It's just kind of like once I see something, I kind of have an initial gut reaction about whether or not it'll be something that would be fitting for the site. So if if it doesn't just automatically catch my eye or or get me excited in some way, then it's probably just not going to make the cut. I'll, I'll probably just forget about it and not write anything. Because there's there's there's, there's, okay. cause there's I'm sorry there there is there's a lot of like uh, crappy stuff out there that that is just not worth people's attention. So I try I try just not to link to to that type of thing.
1: <laughs> you see, you're lucky. I get to review like Chinese Android tablets every once. <laughs> oh <in> God, once. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> no, like every once in a while you do get a good one. I mean. To be fair, but yeah, yeah, like sometimes it's just the weirdest stuff you've ever seen, basically.
0: <laughs> See, that's that's the nice part is that we don't have uh it's it's not like this huge news publication where, you know, I, I would at least this is how I imagine a lot of big websites have to do things. They get a lot the writers will get handed something from an editor and just told to review it even though they think it sucks. And luckily, uh the way we run the Tools Twist stuff, or the way Sean runs it rather, um we're we just kind of get to do our own thing, and, and uh, it's 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 totally relaxed. I mean, like I hardly, I hardly ever hear um, any negative feedback from Sean or anyone else about stuff. It's so it's it's been really great.
1: Okay, before we go to your software and hardware stuff that you use, uh, we have to talk about Matt Alexander because that that's how I kind of like I knew your site yeah. and uh, uh, the tools and toys yeah. stuff uh, you did. But then we kind of intersected through Matt, basically. So we just we have to figure out some way to mention him. So I can just, I can just put him into the description, <laughs> so so he'll just see we talked about him. So so, what should we like? How how do I do this? Um, we won't mention the sexy cruise. Oh, I was just about obvious, to probably. say you got to mention sex cruise
0: or else it's not going to be, <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs>
1: All right, okay, so so I'll put that into this, this, the show notes as well. So okay, we have the sexy cruise now. No, but so, okay, I will ask you this though, because you seem that that's what the one thing I also wanted to talk to you about. So I'll tie it in here. Um, you are you use Windows at work, yeah, yes. right? But you're an iOS guy in like personal. right?
0: Office. And and one of these days I'll I'll have a Mac too. Just whenever I get, I get around <laughs> to saving up the money.
1: <laughs> okay, so so my question was like how how did, and the fact that you're kind of like you don't like the whole link blog people that do rumors and stuff like where are you in the whole tribal mentality of like Android, iOS, Windows, Mac thing? Like, what are your thoughts on that? How uh, this, how that
0: is actually this is actually a uh, uh, perfect way to mention Matt because <laughs> he's he he and uh, uh, Mike who you just interviewed. Um, they have that Bionic podcast where that's that's basically what they talk about is all these competing uh, platforms, and uh, they try not to take sides. They just, you know, whatever whatever excites them about any company's stuff, they they talk about that. And um, I I am probably not exactly like Matt in that way. Um, not that I hate other companies or anything, um, because I, I think it's just it's just kind of silly to. Sit around and hitting companies all day, but, um, I do think the stuff that is happening on Android is nowadays is pretty cool. Google is doing some really neat stuff. Uh, I will never deny that. I just prefer the stuff that Apple makes. That's just, that's just how I am. The, the kind of rabid fanboy thing you would hear about, like if you take part in any comments on any gadget blogs, it's just full of people just so pissed all the time and just fighting with each other about the, the, Brand purchases that they make, which is kind of silly to me. I think people should just use what works best for them. And, um, uh, you know, just not really care too much about what other people are doing. <laughs> except, except, unless, uh, you know, unless they're just interested in the way people get things done, but not like in a hateful way. Don't be, I wouldn't try to be judgmental if, if one of my friends was an Android user, which I do have a few friends that are. And it's just not, it's just not a big deal to me. People can use whatever they like. So, uh, I do have preferences for certain things, but I don't, look down on what other people use i don't i don't I think that's a waste of time and energy and uh that, i guess that's kind of where i stand on it
1: yeah, yeah see that's one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you because you seem like one of us <laughs> but <laughs> no. no seriously it, it gets it's gets so it's gotten so prevalent that whole tribal mentality that i just i'm trying to you know like i want my twitter feed and my rss feeds to kind of reflect uh Like the more normal measured approach to the whole thing than the people yelling at each other. I would agree. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's go to the hardware and software, and I guess Mm -hmm. we'll start with your hardware. So what do you use?
0: Um, Well, uh, leaving the stuff at work aside because that's just what I've been handed um, at home – I've got, uh, right now I've got an iPhone 4S that I've had for a couple years now. Um, I, I hope to upgrade it this fall whenever the new thing comes out, whatever it is. Um, and I've got the the iPad 4, which is the the latest Retina model. And then I've got that, the uh, Logitech Ultra Think keyboard. And I, I mean, I guess you could count the earbuds <laughs> that I'm using. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I don't keep a whole lot of hardware right now. I just, um, I've never been one to accumulate that kind of thing. So I just, I use... I try to keep it simple. I've got I've got what I need to get my writing done, and that's that's really what I care about. So, um, I I you know my actually the iPad that I've got it's it's a 16 gig Wi-Fi only. Um, I think next time I get an iPad I'm gonna get a cellular model because this one mainly has to stay home a lot of the time where I have a Wi-Fi connection. We don't have I, I live in Oklahoma City, so. There are places with Wi-Fi, and there are a lot of them, but it's not ubiquitous the way it is in a lot of other cities, like you know San Francisco or whatever, where they, they probably have Wi-Fi around every corner. So my, iPad stays at home a lot, um, unfortunately. But um, anytime that I don't have the iPad, I've always got my phone to do you know other little things while I'm out and about. I I used to write on it quite a bit before I got the iPad, but. Nowadays, it just feels cramped, so it's mainly it's mainly used for keeping up with Twitter and stuff like that.
1: Okay, so speaking of Twitter, which clients do you use?
0: I kind of bounce back and forth between Tweetbot and uh, uh, Twitterific Five. Um, I really, really like both for different reasons. Um, I I tend to go back to Tweetbot a lot more often just because it's faster to load the timeline. That, uh, I really love the design of Twitterific Five. I think it's a beautiful app, especially the dark mode. But uh, it, whenever I open it up, it just you sit there and watch the little bird flapping his wings for. It just feels like forever compared to Tweetbot. So I, I get frustrated really <laughs> easily, and I just I usually just move back to Tweetbot.
1: So are you a unified timeline guy or lists or? Um,
0: yeah, I do. I do run unified timeline because I don't get like. Uh, you know, a thousand replies a day like some people might. So I it's pretty manageable for me to, to see everything within my timeline. Um, you know, and, and if if it's reaching one of those times where uh, like I said earlier, where I have to kind of just skip a lot of stuff that I've missed on Twitter, I can always just hop over to the mentions tab and see stuff there. So I'll I'll, I'll run unified most of the time, but I do, and I haven't actually done a whole lot of the lists until recently. Um, the first one I actually started was an RSS list because of the whole Google reader thing. I was just, I wanted to experiment on Twitter to see if, you know, if I could use Tweetbot as um kind of a uh, makeshift RSS reader. If I just had an RSS list <laughs> that I've, like try to find the Twitter feed for each site that I like to read and just subscribe to it and then keep it all in an RSS list. And that way, if I need to, I can just hop over to it and read stuff right there. Uh, and then I just created another list recently. Uh, I called it a list, which is, it's just like the people that I, uh, it's it, it, the people that I would not want to miss any tweets from if I, if I could choose, you know, I follow about a couple hundred people, I think. And, uh, I like, I mean, I follow all of them for a reason, but some, some of the time, uh, you don't want to see everything that they, they post, especially if they're going on a tangent about something one day, you don't want to have to scroll through all of it. So I just, um, if they do a lot of that, they, they're not on this A-list thing that I made. And that way, if I feel like I'm going to miss a whole lot, I just hop over to A-list, see what the, the people that I like most are, are posting. And then, then I feel like I'm caught up enough that I don't, I don't have to worry about the other stuff. So those are my two lists, okay. but I don't I don't use them a whole lot. The RSS one was kind of an experiment. Um I I've, I've I'm still not too huge of a fan of using Twitter that way. Uh so I'm still using yeah, RSS, but it was it was fun to try it. I mean, it was worth a try.
1: Okay, so now since you basically review apps, yes. <laughs> like uh the ones that you actually use. That's my question. Just the ones that you actually use on your phone and your iPad. Like not the, the, the ones that you think you're, that, uh, that are cool, but the ones that you actually use.
0: Um, well, uh, I mentioned the Twitter ones, and I use uh, Reader a lot. Um, I also am really big into Instapaper. I've, I always always kind of have been, at least for the last four or five years or however long it's been. Um, I'm in Instapaper all the time. And uh, I use Evernote quite a bit. Um. I'm a big dropbox user um uh, let's see uh day one the, the journaling app I use that uh, mm-hmm. from time to time, not every single day, but when if I'm going to journal something that's where I go because it's it's an awesome app um, i i I live in byword quite a bit when i'm writing something for the site um, so I guess mainly reading and writing type stuff <laughs> that's I guess that's those are my <laughs> main uses i mean i I also go into the YouTube app quite a bit because i Get distracted, and I like to watch a lot, bunch of videos at once. But, uh, but the the reading and writing stuff is kind of like so. I guess for the reading part, I also spend a lot of time uh, in iBooks and Kindle because I like to read eBooks on the iPad. And uh,
1: but uh, you don't have any Kindle hardware, or...
0: right? I do buy stuff from the Kindle store, but it's it's all in the Kindle app on iPad. I don't. I've never actually owned a Kindle. But, it, but the app works ah, pretty uh, well for me.
1: Okay. I just figured because, you know, you're a fond guy, you'd probably like the E-Ink stuff. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really – actually, um, there are times I really wish I had like the, the Paperwhite, the newest Kindle. It, oh, it looks amazing. Okay. Uh, but, it is. But uh, I, I feel like I, I get enough utility from my iPad that I it's not necessary to have the second device, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but the paper white it, awesome.
0: it really is it's, it's oh
1: it's so it's, awesome. it's
0: tempting to pick one up <laughs> but yeah anyway, especially
1: yeah. for you guys because you get the special offers ones and they're like 20 bucks then right i mean it's like it's seriously cheap over there oh yeah yeah yep yeah because like if you get it we have to buy it from the u.s uh, amazon store which you oh, know really? makes sense somehow yeah i don't know why it's the only one that actually if if you want it ship to Slovenia or like a bunch of other countries, you have to buy it from the US store. I mean it gets here in like two days via FedEx <laughs> or something, but it's still I don't get why I can't buy it from like the German Amazon or like the UK one. That but is a that is yeah, kind that's of fine. Odd. Yeah. I don't know. Like when I bought mine, I had the I have the second generation uh, a three G model. Uh-huh. When I bought mine I had to do that. Maybe now with the paper that they finally like, you can buy it where it's closer, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I'm not upgrading to the paper ride is because uh, the, my 3G, I get uh, free internet everywhere. Oh, okay. So that like that makes way yeah, more yeah. sense over here yeah, definitely. because uh, uh, you get into a roaming situation right, pretty right. quickly. Yeah, you, you guys don't even know what that is most of the time. So.
0: <laughs> I've, I've heard some nightmare stories about about roaming charges with people uh, visiting Europe uh, from Europe.
1: No, no, no. You, you, no. You haven't. You think you have? Because no, seriously. Because like when Americans come here, and like the roaming charges are outrageous. Like try going to Serbia. Like that's no. It's, you just look at your phone. It's like five euros. That you don't even have to pick up. Pick it uh. up. Seriously, it's insane. Because like the EU, like every we're in the EU. Slovenia's in the EU. Like if you're in the EU, um, the European Union basically made like there's a law or something where they have to keep their prices down because it was getting out of hand. right right so like if we find in slovenia and I go into italy it's like i don't know 13 cents per sms or something which is manageable yeah, that's, that's okay
0: because i think yeah. i think even here um i mean i don't get charged much for that anymore cause with iMessage but um i'm pretty sure it's still something like 10 cents a message so that's not too bad
1: yeah but ever, like even when you go outside of the eu it gets like like loan shark crap. <laughs> like i don't Even though, seriously. 10 bucks
0: uh, SMS.
1: (laughs) Yeah, almost. I mean, close enough, basically. Yeah, seriously. It's like 4 euros on SMS or something like that. It gets insane, and like we neighbor Croatia, and like most of us go to the like holidays and stuff there like, because they have like the greatest beaches ever. But like, <laughs> like it's it's insane over there. Wow. It's that's why, yeah. Seriously, like when that's when I hear Americans complain like, "Yeah, my roaming charges from France were awful." I'm like, "No, they were not. <laughs> if you like paid fifty bucks for like a week, that's just nothing, <laughs> basically." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, that was a weird tangent, but yeah, okay. <laughs> uh So, okay, my last question, my last question, which is always the same, is um, uh do you have a piece of hardware or something physical that you feel like it was made for you? And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a gadget or something techie.
0: Um Well, at the risk of probably using the same answer as a lot of people, I would probably say my iPhone, honestly. Because uh, <laughs> when I, I, I mean, I feel like and there might be like an addict's, uh, you know, like iPhone anonymous or something for this, but I'm just like on it all the time. You know, I just, um, I should probably cut back, but I'm, I'm just constantly on the thing, checking my email or Twitter or, um, you know, capturing little ideas that I have throughout the day, hopefully before I forget them. I just, it, if, if I don't have it with me, it just, <laughs> something feels off you know I can't my whole day just feels weird if I don't have my iPhone so I just you know I'm just so used to it and uh, I of course it's not made just for me but it just um, I feel like it's it's probably my the best tool that I have I, I love the thing
1: see that that was a great answer anyway so <laughs> See, now because I had a couple of people say iPhones, but like I wrote you in my email, I got like electric kettles and room warmers. Yeah. So, you well, know. I'm,
0: also big, brought, I'm also a big fan <laughs> of uh, air conditioning. That's probably my second favorite technology of all time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so why well, Oklahoma is really hot or just hot? Like, I don't know the climate. Well,
0: th- the- throughout the year, um, Oklahoma is actually pretty known for um, big weather changes uh, rapidly. So. You know, like, throughout one week, you might have one day where it's 80 or 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and then a couple days later, it's almost down to freezing. Uh, it's just, so it just kind of depends. But, like, throughout the summer, it is when it gets pretty hot nowadays. I mean, it's not uncommon to see, uh, like, 104 degree Fahrenheit temperatures, um, which I'm not sure what that is in Celsius, maybe, like, 40
1: Yeah, that's something like that. So it's it's and it
0: and I I'm not someone who enjoys uh, hot weather. I you know I walk outside and I just immediately just feel drained and my I get a headache (laughs) when it's that hot. (laughs) So I I I and I stay with the air conditioning as much as possible. And it's probably my second favorite thing of all time. I would hate to not have it.
1: Yeah, and you guys just had a tornado or something there, right? That's what I saw. Yeah,
0: yeah the last couple of days there have been a couple of uh, big tornadoes. Uh, yesterday was, was the worst and it's, um, it luckily I was not affected and nobody that I personally know was affected. All my family members and friends are okay. Ah, uh, oh, that's good. Uh, but yeah. the, it was in a town that I am very familiar with and it's, it was just about, you know, 30 minutes south of, of my location where I was at. I was at work and it was about 30 minutes south of there. Uh, maybe just, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. It just kind of depends, but, um, it's, you know, I've had, I, I've had a lot of friends from the town where it happened, which was more, it's called more. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, some, some of, uh, uh, friends that we have, like not super close friends, but like, uh, my wife's, uh, she, she, she teaches uh, a dance class and some of her students uh, live out there and, uh, mm-hmm. nobody that we know was hurt, but, you know, huh. it just, it feels, it feels close enough still anyway, just because like a, a lot of the areas that got torn down are places that we, you know, we have been to quite a bit. Uh, it's, it's, it, 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 it still felt pretty close, but like, I just, I can't imagine huh. the actual nightmare that must be for the people who have, are, are really dealing with that right now. And, uh, like the people that were in the schools that got demolished and I just, I can't, Mm. I just can't even imagine what, what those guys must be going through. I mean, it's living, I've lived in Oklahoma my whole life, so you kind of get used to tornado season. I mean, it's like every May, basically, you kind of, this kind of, it kind of happens almost every May, almost like clockwork. And you kind of just kind of, you get, um, desensitized to it just a little bit. So. Mm You know, it's not uncommon for even when you've got a tornado siren blaring outside, people want to go outside and just look at what's happening. They just,
1: yeah. But there's an actual siren.
0: Yeah, yeah. We actually have we actually have sirens outside all over the city. So every and they they test them every weekend, like uh, Saturday at noon, right on the dot. They oh, we have five or ten minutes just as a test. So we're just we hear these sirens so much uh, that, you know, we're just used to it. And when something like this Mm -hmm. happens, it's not that we're unprepared because, you know, because of where we live, we have really, really good, uh, uh, weather reports that, that, you know, they're almost like down to the minute before, before you, uh, get hit. They, they, they're telling you like within 30 minutes, you're probably going to be in the line of fire and you need to get safe. And we, we have pretty good precautions, uh, in place, but (laughs) you just,
1: yeah, it's a tornado. Yeah,
0: I, like oh. uh, I uh I feel terrible. Um but at the same time it's like and I, I I don't want to sound like a bad person, but it's just it's just almost like an expected thing every year that this it's, it's going to happen uh just because of where we live. It's just and it's just how it is. I don't <laughs> I wish it.
1: Yeah, it's May in Oklahoma basically. Yeah, so.
0: I wish you, I wish it yeah. weren't like that, but it's just it's and it's really unfortunate. I I uh I hope that everyone down in Moore is doing okay. Um, I haven't had any contact with any of the victims myself yet, but, um, I'm hoping to, uh, uh, I don't know. I've been trying to get people to kind of donate to the red cross a little bit and try to help out. That's about the best I can do. Cause otherwise I'd, if I were to go down there and try to help, I'd probably just get in the way. <laughs> Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just glad you guys are okay. Well, so appreciate uh, that. Cause I, I just saw the pictures and that looks terrifying to me. So <laughs> just terrifying. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it,
0: it's I'm, freaky I'm, for sure. And where I was yeah. like, uh, when we started hearing the sirens, you know, I'm in an office environment and it's like the company policy. As soon as those sirens start blaring, if we're on a phone call or whatever, we just have to cut it off and go to the stairwell. And we did that a few times. We were in and out of there a few, you know, like three times. Um, but I never really felt like we were in too much danger. Like if I ever looked out the window, I could not, I, even if I checked due South from where we were, which was the direction of the tornado, like I couldn't see anything that except dark clouds. I mean, I didn't see the tornado from where I was. I never felt like I was in danger, but, um, But yeah, I'm just glad we, I'm glad we had those kind of precautions.
1: (laughs) Yeah. For, you know, tornado season, because that's a word, I guess. So yeah, (laughs) that's so foreign to me. You can't imagine, but yeah, okay. Um, that's pretty much it. That, that was, that's your interview. Okay. Awesome. Which, which you survived. I I, I made it. Yes. 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 (laughs) So you see the, the, the coercion on my part and Mike's was worth it. So. (laughs) 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 this was the second episode of the storming mortal podcast you can find chris's writing at unretrofied.com and toolsandtoys.net you can also find him on twitter where he's at grumble g-r-o-m-b-l-e i really do welcome all kinds of feedback because this is my first foray into english speaking stuff for real so you can reach me via email at hello at StormingMortal.com, and i also created an english twitter account of mine so that's at atomic and until next week that's pretty much it thanks for listening bye